Welcome to the Blue Fire Digital Network. Welcome to the Godly Fathers Podcast, a podcast for young dads trying to live a godly life and raise godly children. I'm your host, Morgan Monroe. Let's get into the dad life. And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and authority to the beast. They will make war on the lamb, and the lamb will conquer them, for he is Lord of lords, King of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. That is Revelations 17, 12 through 14. And I apologize that I am not a very good reader. The public school system is a failure. <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great couple of weeks. Uh, if you haven't checked out the last couple episodes, do so. And a reminder, we are on YouTube now. If you care to see my my beautiful face. Uh, quick update before we dive into this one, because this is a, this is going to be a heavy one. This is going to be a, I don't know if this is going to be a longer one or a shorter one, but it's going to be a heavier topic. Uh, so start off on a lighter note. Uh, we are recording this on my wife's due date, which is really exciting. She was actually having some uh, contractions today. Uh, and uh, it, it's funny because I guess only like 5% of kids are actually born on their due dates. So it kind of would have been cool if, if uh, she would come today, but uh, we, that's not happening. <laughs> it seems like she's either going to come really, really late tonight or really early tomorrow uh, is kind of how it's looking. So either way, really exciting. Um, this episode is going to come out in a couple days. So by the time you're actually hearing this, I might already be a, already be a dad. So if you want to see uh, see pictures, uh, make sure you're also following the Godly Fathers podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that is a great place to uh, know what the heck is going going on, and uh, you can interact, send questions, ask questions, all that good stuff. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into this. So the other issue with this being a biweekly podcast uh, is not just that. My, my kid's going to get here and you guys won't know about it for a long time. Uh, the other issue we have is that it's hard for me to talk about current events, but that's kind of what today is. Uh, today, we are talking about the midterm elections. Uh, now, before anyone gets off and being like, yo, I don't want to talk about politics on this Christian parenting podcast. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, my podcast, I'm going to do, do what I need to do. I want to talk to you guys about what I feel like needs to be talked about on top of the fact that this is not something that should be ignored. I've heard this uh, verse thrown around a lot when it comes to politics. Um, By the way, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of reading from the Bible today. uh, And I prefer to read from the physical Bible instead of my screen. It it's nicer on my eyes. Uh, but this Bible, if you're, you can see it, if you're watching on YouTube is huge. Uh, (laughs) and again, I apologize. I'm not a, a, uh, great reader, uh, out loud. Uh, but also side note is, uh, being a magic player, I have all these extra cards laying around that I'm not going to use and they make great bookmarks when I have to jump around. I have a couple, uh, other verses I'll read later today. But anyways, when it comes to politics, there's this verse that gets 
thrown around kind of willy-nilly in, in Christian circles that needs to be addressed. This is Romans 13.1. Let every person be subject to the government. Excuse me. I'm going to start over. Again, not a good reader. Uh, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist uh, have been instituted by God. I'll go ahead and read verse 2 just so you have a little more context. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will be will incur judgment. So basically, I hear a lot of Christians use this as an excuse to either not pay attention to politics, or they use it as an excuse to just be like, it is what it is, it's in God's hands, uh, which it, it is. Everything's in God's hands. Uh, he is all-knowing, he is all-powerful. And uh, whatever does happen, good or bad, he has a greater plan. And us as teeny tiny human beings who uh, only use 12% of our brain or whatever it is, we can't fathom the power of God. What's also great about this Bible, it's huge, uh, is it has tons and tons of footnotes in here. So I'm going to read the footnotes that go along with that verse. This passage addresses the responsibility of Christians to governing authorities. They are to be subject to, which generally means to obey the uh, government because it has been ordained by God. Paul is speaking here in general principles of submission to government uh, several other passages show that God approves of Christians disobeying government, but only when disobedience to government would mean, uh, sorry, but only when obedience to government would mean disobeying God. And then it gives uh, several examples in the Bible where that happens, uh, including in Exodus, Kings, Esther, Daniel, Matthew, Acts, and Hebrews. Uh, there were even times when God raised up leaders to rebel against the government and deliver his people from evil rulers. So, that sounds like to me that Christians should pay attention. That sounds like to me the classic example of Christians not understanding the greater scope of the Bible. That's its own issue. That could be its own whole other topic, it's a whole other episode, is Christians not reading the Bible. I'm only getting better about it in the last year or so. Other than that, I kind of only know the Bible from what I hear in church, all right? And that's not what we should be doing. We should be spending the time in the Word. We should be learning and furthering our relationships uh, in, in prayer, but also spending time in the Word. It, The average person, when they pray, they don't hear God back in clear ways. The best way to get to know God is spending more time in the Word. So, basically, where I'm coming with this is Christians need to pay attention to what the heck is going on in politics. So, what's happening with the midterm elections? All right, let's go ahead. So, first off, let's talk a little bit about predictions. I'm pulling up the actual results here, and I think there's a couple states where things are not set in stone yet. So, uh, I apologize if, I mean, by the time this episode's out, I'm sure it'll be set in stone. Basically, we are predicting to have this huge right-wing poll uh, in the midterms because people were like, and people, I remember hearing interviews and stuff, and uh, people were like, yeah, the abortion thing's on people's minds, but what, pe what is really on, pe on people's minds is inflation and crime and blah, 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 and these things that are going to steer them to turn right. Well, the red wave, as we were told, was coming, did not really come. So when it comes to 
let me pull up each of the individual things here. In the U.S. Senate, uh, we have a couple seat, uh, a couple seats that are still not fully accounted for. Uh, Republicans only up by one. U.S. House uh, only up by twelve. Okay, that's more than I thought. Uh, governors only up by two. Uh, so we did not get the red wave. Now, you might be thinking, okay. Who, who cares, Republican or Democrat? Well, I'm going to get to that here uh, in a little bit. All right. I wanted to see if there was anything else uh, numbers-wise that was worth sharing. So basically, that did not happen. Uh, and I think a big part of that is Christians are standing by or we're trying to be nice. And I, I think the whole sympathy towards the abortion issue is a problem. The whole abortion issue in general is a problem. And that's because when Democrats were doing their campaigning, they spent over half of their funding and campaigning towards abortion issues. And we have learned that people will vote with their hearts more than their brains. And people have been misinformed that abortion is healthcare that if we ban abortions, that we're also banning treatment on ectopic pregnancies, which is not true. In fact, the first episode of this podcast was all about the abortion issue because it was right uh, when the Roe v. Wade decision came down. So if you want me to really get into the weeds with the abortion stuff, just go back and listen to episode one. It's like an hour long. It's, it's long. It's lengthy. But I give as, as many good examples as I can. And I'm sure at the rate that this world is going, at the rate that this nation is going, I'll probably have to do a part two of it someday. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Here's the problem. That is a huge offense to life. And I don't think that's... I think that it's shocking that any Christian can vote for people who are pro-murder. I use these verses in that first episode. I'm going to go ahead and read them to you again. This is Psalm uh, 139, verses 13 and 14. This says, uh, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praised you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Other verse I read in that first episode was Jeremiah 1, 5, uh, which says, Before, which this is uh, the words of the Lord. Uh, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Uh, thankfully, that's the last time I will be directly reading out of the Bible today. I'm so sorry that I am not the best reader. <laughs> Anyways, we have a job to do. Again, I know that a lot of Christians, they don't like to get political because it's for pastors, it's bad for their congregation. They think that they're going to demonize half of their congregation or whatever, but, and, and then other Christians are just like, I'm just trying to be nice. I'm just trying to do me. Here's the thing. That's not what they want. These far left Marxist people, they don't want freedom of thought. They want everyone to think the same and they don't care about life. Now, here's the thing. Everything is in control of God. That is true. But sometimes that means that we just have to get up off our butts and do the right thing. God's not going to, you know, take the wheel, Jesus. You know, that's not how most things are going to go down. Things are good through the power of Christ. Yes, in heaven, obviously. Whatever comes after this world, when we get to heaven 
is going to be way better than what is here. But that's not all. With the power of God, through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ, we can also have peace here on earth. We will be prosecuted. That is promised to us in the New Testament. That is seen in the prosecution of God's people in the Old Testament. Things will not be perfect. Things are going to be hard. I apologize. Again, now that we have a video, uh, makes my editing a little more difficult here. We, as Christians, can make the world a better place. Not for ourselves, but for the rest of the world. We are to be a light, and we are to be the salt of the earth. So here's the thing. When I was talking specifically about red and blue, here's the thing. We need to be voting to protect life to protect our children and our God-given freedoms, which the far left is actively trying to destroy all of that. Again, I kind of said earlier, and I, I should have spent more time on this. I keep going, jumping around on my notes. I had on my notes the things I wanted to say and in which order, and I am very heated. I'm very passionate, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time going down the line in order here, but I, I've, I've mentioned quickly that I don't think you can be a Christian and also be a Democrat. And, and here's, here's the thing, is people like to overgeneralize, and I think I'm guilty of that too. Are all Democrats far-left Marxists who want to watch America burn and uh, <laughs> have universal everything and uh, murder all babies and teach lies out of their asses. Excuse the language, but here we are. No, obviously, obviously not. I mean, a lot of those people are going to make the assumptions that all Republicans are racists or they're sexists. And I don't, I don't think I know a single Republican who is either of those things, but that's the point, right? We shouldn't be making these over generalizations. But if I don't start somewhere with these uh, descriptions, if I don't have these um, definitions to go off of, which is something else that a lot of that Marxist ideology doesn't believe in definitions, they believe that you can change the definitions all 1984 style, uh, we have to have some starting ground in order to dis describe what we're talking about here. <coughs> Excuse me. So can you be a Christian and be a Democrat? Obviously. The only factor in what makes you a Christian is, do you believe that Jesus Christ was a real person, that he is the son of God, that he was born of a virgin, and he died for your sins. And it, the only way to get to heaven is through that. And then it's hands off. Then it's, yes, you are a Christian. Uh, I don't believe in, in work-based salvation. Um, but I do believe that if there is a real change in you, and this is something that you're going to take seriously, that your works will then speak for themselves, but that's not the same thing. That's cause and effect the other way around, <laughs> I guess is the best way to describe that. But if you think about 
the left and right ideologies. Uh, if we're, again, grossly oversimplifying things, the left is spewing lies about truth. And we know that there is truth. We know that there is God-given facts. There are things that we don't know, right? The best example of this is uh, just science in general, right? <clears throat> I, I could go on and on about the uh, epidemic of sorts <laughs> that we just experienced the last couple of years. I could go on about that, but let's be real. When it first was starting, we knew very little. And so science has to change with that. We have to think, we have to run these tests, we have to observe, we have to collect data. And that is just true in general when it comes to science. That is not the same thing though. Gravity, for example, is real. We, as time will go on, as history progresses, we will learn new things about gravity. We will stretch the possibilities of gravity, but we know that it's a thing. We know that it's real. And that, that's what God teaches us. It's not, truth is not subjective. Truth is objective. But leftist ideology is trying to teach us that truth is subjective. They're trying to teach us that the truth is your truth. Whatever you need to be true in order to push your own personal, personal thoughts, excuse me, that is what is true. That is so anti-biblical. That is so <laughs> just out there. And it doesn't make sense. They are pushing to abort babies. They are murdering your children basically to make money. And I go into that a lot more again in episode one of this podcast. I really ripped into Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood and the, uh, a little bit into the ties that they have with the Democratic Party and basically how <clears throat> most of Planned Parenthood is population control. It's racist. It's very targeted. I go ahead and get into a lot of that. So that's a big part of it. But part of it is also the transgender issue, right? We're, we know on a scientific level that there are male and female. And then we also know scientifically that that, that baby growing inside of that woman is a human being. It's not a clump of cells. Yeah, it's a clump of human cells. It's not just, it, I think the, the thing I said in, in episode one was like, it's not going to grow up to be a rock. It's not going to grow up to be a Honda Accord, right? It is a human being. From the moment of conception, you are alive. From the moment of conception, you are a human being. From that moment, your DNA is set in stone. Everything that God had planned for you is already in motion. The color of your skin, the color of your eyes. Are you going to be funny? Are you going to be dumb? Are you going to be smart? Are you going to be tall? Are you going to be short? All of that is determined from the moment of conception on a genetic basis. <clears throat> this uh, scratchy throat is not, not, having a, not, not a good time right now. So I think the biggest issue here, and, and this is happening here. We, uh, I live in Kansas, and we just reelected Laura Kelly as our governor, and she is pro all of that. She's pro big government. She's soft on crime. She's pro child murder. She was huge in the lockdown situations that we had over the last couple of years. She was, made us one of the first states to bring in lockdown. She was one of the last to get rid of lockdowns, and uh, the lockdowns 
regulations that she had were stricter. And this is Kansas we're talking about. In the middle of the country, in the Midwest, <laughs> red country, this happened. And that's because people have been lied to and manipulated into thinking. And, and keep in mind also that uh, uh, recently, a couple months ago, we voted like 40-60 to not make an amendment to our state constitution to ban most abortions. People want their baby murder. And that's ultimately what this comes down to. And that's why this should matter to Christians. I've also heard people make the excuse, well, oh, well, all babies are going to go to heaven. God's got them. It's going to be okay. That's not fair to think. Again, what I was saying is, so obviously I don't believe that we can have perfect justice here on earth. History has taught us otherwise. Current events have taught us otherwise. But like I said, through the power of Christ, we can have good peace and justice here on earth as it is in heaven. And I don't think history is going to look fondly on this moment in time. I think a hundred years from now, people are going to look at us, primarily Americans, because we're one of the only countries where abortion's even legal. People are going to look at us as if we are just evil. I think even in this own country, I think even our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren will look at us and think, how could they have let this happen? And this is a call mostly to Christians because most Christians are not doing what they need to be doing. A lot of Christians are voting with their feelings more than they are voting with their heads and putting their faith in God and his words. If we go back a couple hundred years we're talking civil war. And then we're talking more recently, we're talking segregation. We're talking the um, civil rights movements here in our country. A lot of what didn't happen for good, the part of why it took so long to get that train rolling was because Christians are doing what they're doing today, which is we are sitting by instead of acting. They were saying things like, that's, that's a political issue. It's not a God issue. These are human beings. When African Americans and other people of color were being prosecuted, when they were being traded, bought and sold, when they were being beaten, when they were being segregated, all of this abuse that they faced in our country's past and in some ways, to, in certain areas, to this day still, the church stood by and said, that's a political issue, not a God issue. Every single human being is made in the image of God. We carry the Omago Day. That is true to our children. These people who, who knows what they could do. Who knows if we gave them the chance of life, what they could accomplish. Every single human being has the right to live, has the right to make their own decisions, 
and the right to find God. That is one of the things that the left is trying to take away from us, which is our God-given freedoms. These are civil, um, there's a word for it. These are rights that you have just by existing. This has nothing to do with our constitution. This has nothing to do with uh, the local, local or the federal levels of government. This has to do with us as human beings existing. These are issues that they are trying to take away from us. These babies are human beings. And we are letting them be massacred by the millions. And Christians, like they did during the civil rights issues, are standing by saying it's not our problem. And I would encourage all of you to think otherwise. You have things that you can do to make things better. Our, our faith, the perception of truth, and life itself is all up in the air in the current state of things. The political climate here is nightmarish. I don't think we have any non-U.S. citizens or uh, people who live here who listen to this podcast, but I think you're seeing this around the world. The political climate is nightmarish. It is horrible. And I promise you, it's it's probably only going to get worse. But there is something you can do. You can always vote to protect life. You can always vote to protect truth. And I spent pretty much this whole podcast, and I don't want to go on much longer because <clears throat> my throat's really scratchy, and I'm sure this is a, an upsetting podcast for some people to listen to. So I don't want to go on for too much longer. But I spent so much time today just talking about the abortion issue. I didn't even really get to talk about the transgender movement, which this is going to maybe be an unpopular opinion, even in Christian circles. I, I don't necessarily have an issue. Well, I, I have issue with transgenderism in, in the sense that, again, God made us man and woman on a, a biological standpoint. We know that to be fact. Um and then I also just don't believe that God makes mistakes. But if a grown adult makes that decision and they have been properly informed of what that's going to mean for them in the long term and they are, you know, of legal age and they are, you know, proven by a psychologist that they are uh, clinically sane, that's their decision. The problem is, is that now they are forcing it on your kids. There are some states now where if your daughter is in a tomboy phase, they can take her without your consent as a parent and start hormonal treatments or getting her breast tissue removed or whatever. That is an attack on the family, which is placed by God and that is attack on truth. I'm, I'm worked up. I, I think it's just very frustrating for me that we have all these other issues going on in our country, right? And yet this is what's winning people over is hurting our families or our potential families. 
man and woman and children. The nuclear family is under attack, and that was something constructed by God for the betterment of his kingdom, and that is under attack. So what do we do as Christians? Let's wrap this up. Excuse me. So what do we do as Christians? Vote for people who believe in the same things that you do. Vote for people who will protect life. Vote for people who will protect your family and keep your kids safe. And that's a great place to start. But maybe just as important, if not more important than anything else, is pray. If you've done all your research and you still don't know who you're supposed to vote for, I don't think that can happen, by the way. <laughs> I think it should be pretty, not always black and white per se, but you should be able to come to a decision. If you have a hard time making that decision, pray about it. And I, I truly believe that God will guide you in making the right decision. Furthermore, for the people who are running and for the people who are already in office or for us today here listening to this podcast, me recording this podcast, the people who have already been elected, pray for your leaders. Pray that they will either have a change of heart, that they will see the truth, they will put whatever money is on the line, that they will put that aside for the betterment of the American people and for the betterment of our children. And pray that the people who are on the other side Pray that they stand by those things that they said. And pray that if they are in a place where they can continue to make positive changes, pray that they have the strength to do that. And if there's something that you can also do physically here, not just in prayer, I believe in the power of prayer, but if there's something that you can do, whether, I, I mean, the mo most people aren't going to run for any kind of office, right? That's something that most people just, we don't have it in us, but you can find ways to help. And sometimes that's as easy as sending an email off to their office and being like, is there anything you need? Because may maybe you have no idea where to even start with that. I wouldn't know where to start with that. But that's kind of all I had for you guys today. It was a heavy one. This is a hard thing to, to talk about. This is a hard thing to, to deal with. But I think it's important. I think... Things are going to continue to get worse, not just in this issue. I mean, we're, we're in a whole lot of trouble moving forward. Like, we put these issues aside. We still have a imminent recession. <laughs> we still have – we're still globally on the brink of war. There's a lot of things going on in the world. And I think it's easy for us to get wrapped up in how nightmarish things are. Put – your trust in God. Give your anxieties over to him. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in the word. Not only will it give you peace that he is in control, it will also give you the clarity that you need to continue to make the right decisions for yourself, for your family, for your community. And I will leave it at that. I hope you guys have a great couple of weeks. Next episode... My daughter will be here, and uh, maybe I'll have some stories to tell. We'll keep that a lighthearted episode. Until next time, God bless you. I'll see you later.
Thank you for listening to the Godly Fathers Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, head over to anchor.fm slash the Godly Fathers Podcast to make a donation. Make sure to follow our podcast and leave a positive review as well as share it with a friend who you think might like it. You can keep up to date with us on Facebook and Instagram at the Godly Fathers Podcast. The song used in the intro and outro of this podcast is The Pit by my band Tundra. And until next time, have a great couple of weeks and uh, God bless. Peace.